Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, joined in studio by my colleague, researcher Dylan Zarnicki. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Sam. How are you doing? Good. And uh, we have our colleague, Rick Parrish, principal analyst, on the phone as well. Hi, Rick. Hello. Happy to be back. Thanks for joining. And listeners, this week, we wanted to talk to Dylan and Rick about their research on global customer experience trends. And this is research that's out now. It's based on our customer experience index data. Rick and Dylan, can you tell us what are global customer experience trends that came out of last year's CX index data? When we looked at last year's customer experience index data across several countries in which we conduct the study, what we found is that globally, excellent customer experiences are extremely rare. In fact, only in two of the countries where we do CX index, that's two countries out of eight, were any companies at all in the excellent category. That was the U.S. and Canada. In both the U.S. and Canada, only 1% of companies provided excellent customer experiences, and of the rest of the world, zero. What we did find globally was that the vast majority of companies provide just okay experiences, just the standard middle-of-the-road average category uh, globally at all eight markets. That is the vast majority of companies. What about industries? Do we see any differences if we look at industries in terms of company performance or company maturity? If we look at retail banking, overall, that's normally one of the highest scoring industries globally. But what we saw last year and what we will be looking at for this year are the top tier brands stalling at the top. Hmm. Last year, we saw just a little bit of movement, but a lot of that came from mid-tier brands that moved upward. Yeah. So one of the things we want to look out for is with those top-tier brands, we want to see if they will eventually differentiate and become standout leaders or if their experiences will basically become commoditized in the retail banking industry. What will distinguish one bank from the other? What will make one experience more emotionally resonant or more exceptional than the other? Right. So in a way, they're going to sort of maybe look like hotel chains where there's just this cluster. It's a little higher up in the CX index, but it's once again, just a sort of indistinguishable cluster. Of mm-hmm. There's a standard experience you expect from a Hilton and a Marriott. And we expect a similar experience if you go to Marriott or a Hilton. And yep. we might see the same thing for example, Capital One or Chase, nearly indistinguishable experiences. Great. Well, that makes sense. What about another example? The retail industry is actually very interesting. One of the things we did with last year's data globally was we looked at the relationship between traditional retail and digital retail. And what we found is that around the world, basically the two industries are neck and neck, which is really not what the conventional wisdom tells us, right? You know, most people think that digital retail customer experiences are just vastly better than traditional, and they're not. The two industries are about the same. And I think that's very interesting, especially because the momentum is really with traditional retail. What we saw around the world last year was that many more traditional retailers improved their customer experience year over year up through last year, whereas very few digital retailers improve their experience. So if that trend continues, we'll see a traditional retail really overtake digital within the next couple of years. And so that's one of the industries I'm especially interested in looking at in the upcoming 2017 data, how much traditional retail has made gains over digital retail this year as well. Uh, Around the world, they're even. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, insurance is stagnant across the board. Only four brands last year had any movement. Why are more companies not excellent at customer experience? Or is our rating system just too hard? (laughs) I don't 
think an excellent customer experience is too much to ask, although obviously for most companies, it's too much to provide. The reason why it's so difficult to provide is because hardly any companies have achieved real customer experience management maturity. This is one of my other big lines of research in the CX management maturity. And what we do with that research is we look into the key activities that companies have to perform in order to create and implement and sustain really good customer experiences reliably. You know, to, to not, just, not just design an experience that's great, but then to make that experience happen over and over again, day after day. And there are key activities, you know, that, that companies have to perform in order to do that, and hardly any companies actually do. When we look at what we call the six competencies, which are the sort of six categories of activities that companies have to perform of CX management maturity, what we find is that only 3 or 4% of companies perform any of those at the highest level, and that absolutely no company performs all of them or even most of them at a high level. So really what it comes down to is that companies around the world just aren't ready. They're just not organizationally prepared to create and sustain excellent customer experiences. We as a company, Forrester, have been writing about customer experience for almost 20 years, right? The, the idea of it, the discipline goes back even further than that. Why are so few companies mature? You know, the way you're describing it, it sounds like a prerequisite to be excellent at customer experience. And we've written a lot. Maybe we can talk about it, too, the, the business value of being excellent at customer experience. But And companies have had decades to become good at it. Uh, why aren't they better at it? Well, uh, simply put, most companies still mistake action for progress. They do a lot of stuff around the customer experience, but they don't actually drill down in a scientific, systematic way and understand what they actually have to do to improve the customer experience. They don't identify the drivers and then prioritize those drivers in terms of what's most important and what they need to improve the most. You know, the exact sort of things that the CX index studies, right? You know, it, it, it drills down into those drivers and what we see is the companies just take action for progress. They do a lot of stuff. They don't focus where it's important. Yeah. And so what they never do is they never build this, this systematic CX management readiness for reliably providing great experiences. It's unfortunate, but, but that's what we see. And so that's why I think looking at the interaction between these two lines of research is really interesting between CX management maturity and the CX index. And actually, when we actually look at the CX index and CX management maturity, what we see is that really there are no real CX leaders. And, and here's what I mean. You know, when I say leader, what I mean is a company that improves its customer experience and then keeps going. You know, uh, a company that keeps getting better. Yeah. What we do see is that, is that, you know, year after year, we see a handful of companies who tend to have the top scores, you know, time and again. But they haven't been improving. They rose to the top early by doing sort of basic fixes that more and more companies are doing now that, that are causing them to catch up. So that lead is diminishing. But these companies haven't gotten any better in years. And so they're not really leaders. You know, what I call them is languishers. <laughs> they yeah. kind of got to the top and then just been sitting there. And then you get those companies who I call the lapsers. These are the ones who rose up as high as they could get, you know, up, up thanks in, in large part to these sort of same basic fixes. But then they got lazy and they started backsliding. So I, I, call, them, I call them the lapsers. And then the vast majority of companies, though, about 40% or so, are what we call the locksteppers. They just sort of move around in a mass, a little up, a little down, uh, but they're not really distinguishing themselves from each other. They're all just a lump. And then finally, there are those ones at the bottom, those laggards. And those are the ones who started in the bottom and they stayed on the bottom. 
and and some of them are doing nothing with CX, and uh, some of them are chief among these companies that I said mistake action for progress. They love to try to impress us with the sheer number of things they're doing, but what we come away with is this strong impression that they have no focus. I know the new data for our CX index in 2017 is back, and you're you're working on research mm-hmm. based on it now. Do you anticipate a change in scores? Will we start to see some more companies translate? knowledge around what makes good management maturity into real discipline there that leads to CX excellence. Can you preview for our listeners a little bit what we can expect to see in the 2017 CX index data? Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the 2017 data is back. We plan to release the U.S. Customer Experience Index 2017 report within just weeks, followed uh, shortly after that by Canada and then uh, a few others. That effort's just starting now. When we look back at the CX index data then, as well as the CX management maturity research, I don't expect to see any sharp increase in the quality of customer experiences this year as compared to last year. I still expect to see very few or no companies in the U.S. providing excellent experiences. I expect the vast majority to still be in that nearly okay category globally because based on the CX management research that we just completed recently also, very few companies have built uh, that capability, you know, to, to create and sustain those sorts of experiences. So I wouldn't look for any major sort of global improvements overall. Certainly some companies will go up and some will go down and some industries will improve. And there'll be a lot of interesting news in there for industries and brands. But don't look for a massive turnaround in the quality of customer experiences in, in the bulk of the economy. We carry on with our muddling through and, and uh, you know, your four L's suggesting that we just aren't going to see any breakaway customer experiences. Rick, what about the idea that, you know, on the one hand, you've got a lack of discipline around CX management maturity, and that inhibits scores from rising. What about rising expectation, raising the level that companies have to hit just to maintain their scores? That's going to be very interesting to see this year, because we do know that customer expectations continue to rise. And what are we going to see when we really dig into the data, the, the 2017 CX index data, about this interaction between customer expectations and uh, what companies are capable of? It's certainly possible that we might see many brands uh, that uh, thought they were safe drop in score on the CX index, because not because they're doing anything wrong, but because they're not doing anything better, right? And if customer expectations continue to rise, and a brand doesn't get better along with those expectations, then the customer experience declines, right? And that's going to be very interesting to see in the data. I suspect there are going to be any number of brands who thought that they might have gone up or at least stayed the same who are going to find that their scores have dipped. And there are some industries where in our global trends research last year, we saw some very interesting trends. It's going to be fascinating. I, I mean, I'm, I'm personally very interested to see what happens with those particular industry trends last year globally, because there, there's some places where there's some especially interesting things going on. Great. We'll look forward to that research coming out. So uh, listeners, I will point you to, for now, Global Customer Experience Trends 2017, a report from Rick and Dylan. And Rick and Dylan, thank you both for joining us on CXCast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at s-s-t-e-r-n at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality.